Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the bye weekend was good for the Ohio State Buckeyes because they needed a chance to just kind of clear the cobwebs a little bit after, frankly, uh, an emotional win that proved to them they are very much right in the hunt for a national championship here in 2023. And it might have been good for Buckeye fans as well because sometimes you need to come down from that emotional high a little bit to to kind of level out and and have an objective look at what's going on both with this team and with the rest of college football. But now that the bye week is behind us, it's time to get rocking and rolling with two more uh, pretty much consecutive months of football every Saturday for Ohio State. And I know the Buckeyes are ready. We're going to dive into what we like about this team as they get ready for Maryland here coming up this weekend. It's on the morning edition, I should say the Monday morning edition of Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Happy Monday morning, everyone, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Anthony Meglin. Glad to have you here as part of our greater coverage on Buckeyes Now, part of the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Network. You can find all of the written uh, information on the team, all the latest news and info over at BuckeyesNow.com, and certainly appreciate that you subscribe to the show and uh, and follow this wherever you like to find your favorite podcast. Anthony, a bye week I thought was good for the Bucs. I know it was good for me. How was it for you? It was awesome. It was a uh, great weekend off, uh, but still a ton of football. Um, and Saturday, I think, was a, a great day and a great indicator of kind of where Ohio State sits, um, you know, on the national landscape of things, uh, because I thought that uh, uh, some different things started to happen, especially towards the top of that uh, of the top 25 list um, and the teams that we care about um, and, and we're, that we're watching. So it was good from that perspective. Uh, it was nice to have uh, some a little bit of rest, but not so much. Um, I've just spent uh, spent the whole weekend watching football, so uh, nothing different on my end. <laughs> well, why don't we start there then? The uh, the idea that you know maybe we did learn a little bit more about how this team fits into the national landscape based on what we saw this weekend. What was your biggest takeaway from watching college football uh, as it pertains to some of the big powerhouse teams around the country? Yeah, I think the biggest one, and I'm not probably not alone in this, is Georgia uh, t- getting taken to the wire by Auburn. Um, obviously, it's on the road, and obviously, it's a tough environment. Um, but uh, you know, we the the national narrative up to this point has been, you know, it's Georgia, and then kind of everybody else. Uh, but I think that that's that's kind of crushed now too. I think that um, that game on Saturday afternoon um, just showed again the 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 theme of this year that it's kind of wide open. Um, and really anybody can anybody can get into the playoff. Anybody can come out on top uh, because, you know, Georgia, Bama, the, the teams that even Ohio State, the teams that over the past five or six years have been just dominating the, the sport um, have just come down back to earth a little bit. And everyone else has rose up to them. And I think that there's, you know, nine, 10 teams that, that could, um, you know, have a legit chance 
to not only make the playoff, but uh, but to take the national title too. Yeah, I guess I agree more with the second part of what you said than the first part. I mean, it does feel like there's some parity. And I realize Georgia's been the number one ranked team, so I understand that. But I, I don't know too many people, or maybe I'm not swimming in the right national circle. I don't know too many people that, that have said, yeah, this is Georgia and then everybody else. Um, I think Georgia's the number one team because they've won the last two years. Uh, they've got a ton of talent. You might even argue they're, they're the most talented team top to bottom. Um, but you're right. I mean, they look pretty human on Saturday. That's for sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that are riding high on Michigan and I get it. I said this right at the beginning of the season, like Michigan is going to be the team to beat in the big 10 until they get knocked off because the last couple of years, Ohio state's fallen short of them. Um, but I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm not overly sold on Michigan quite yet. They've had a weird start to the year without having Harbaugh on the sidelines for for several games. Um, they they haven't looked super convincing in some games, but there there are a handful of teams that you could probably you know fairly say that about. Um, Ohio State didn't look super convincing the first three times they took the field this year. So I, I just I don't know exactly what Michigan's quite made of yet. I think they still have some of the same components of why they were really good last year. But it's it's funny to me to look at where rankings come out this time of year because it, it, they don't seem to reflect at this stage of the game enough, in my opinion, of what's been accomplished. Like, I'm sorry, why is Washington not a top three team in the country in the eight people? I, I, I can't understand that. They're, yeah, they are obviously playing like one of the top three teams in the nation. Yeah, it's definitely it's you know that's that weird mix, right? We talked about it last week. It's like, what'd you do for me? What have you done for me lately? But what's your kind of been your your resume up to this point? And a lot of it is that hangover from last year. Uh, but I think too that you know really, in my opinion, rankings are just kind of like nothing. There's stuff for us to talk about, but like as long as you're undefeated and you're still in it, like the the cream will always rise, in my opinion. And, you know, you're going to see it out of the Big Ten. There's going to be three teams in the Big Ten that are going to be in the top ten until, until one of them loses. Okay, so that's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, you look in the ACC, Florida State's going to be around until they lose. You look at the the Big 12, it's going to be Texas. Um, you know, they're going to be in it until they lose. And then you look at the SEC, it's going to be Georgia. Um, you know, it's just going to be in it. And then in the Pac-12, it's going to be USC, Washington, and Oregon. Um, until one of those guys lose. And it's the, the best part is it's, it's awesome. Those are all – this year's narrative is all teams and logos that are different and new. And you can look at Washington, and if you match them up against, you know, Florida State, for example, okay, either one of those teams could win. You take Ohio State versus Georgia, okay, either one of those teams could win. Texas or USC, like for the first time ever, it's been – it's been, hey, any of these teams can get after each other. And that's the most exciting part, in my opinion, for where how or for how things have kind of shook out um, to this point. Well, as it, as it pertains to the Big Ten, um, you know, Ohio State's going to play a team this weekend that I, I pretty firmly believe is the fourth best team uh, in the Big Ten this year. Um, and I, I mean, I guess the AP poll this week would back that up because you've got three teams that are ranked. But I think Maryland's better than any team that's over in the West. Um, yeah, it certainly starts with really good quarterback play. 
that they are off to a good start. I don't know that I think Maryland is an elite team, but I think they're pretty good. Um, and I, I, I can't remember the exact stat that I read, but it was something around the, the idea that Ohio State hasn't opened a season with like five consecutive undefeated opponents since like the 1940s, which is kind wow. of fun. Uh, it's, it's been a long time. Um, you know, and as you project like how you'll measure this Ohio State team moving forward, obviously there's a lot of people that are excited about the Penn State game coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and I believe Penn State is on their bye this week. Penn State playing Ohio State, that's going to, in in my opinion, that's going to feel like their first big test because they don't play either Maryland or Michigan until after they've played the Buckeyes. Um, so for Penn State, it feels like they're they're completely gearing up for a showdown in Columbus here in a couple of weeks. Ohio State's got, I think, a, a really good team in front of them this week. Then they're going to play a Purdue team they probably shouldn't have a problem with. Uh, and then the Nittany Lions will come home and it'll be, hey, let's let's see what you got. This is test, really test number two of the year. Um, and I, I think one of the reasons I like where Ohio State's at right now is because I like their balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's been the biggest the biggest thing in my um at, or my evaluation to this point is they they feel very balanced and I obviously not only was that win huge last Saturday but I think it's gonna just instill some confidence in those guys you know they were here you know I, they try not to hear everything that's going on around them and outside of the program and outside of the building but they do and you know having that win establishing yourself um, as a legitimate team that you know you don't have to answer questions anymore about you know your toughness or this or that or why are we only scoring 35 points against Jumpstown State or why didn't we handle it Indiana better you know you put a great game on tape for your entire fan base and the entire country to see so all that stuff kind of goes away and now you can really just focus on the task at hand and the task at hand this week is beating Maryland and I think that what you'll see is a team that is just just an ounce more focused, an ounce more uh, sharp in execution. They look just a little bit cleaner, a little bit smoother, you know, kind of playing with the monkey off their back, just playing relaxed and playing good Ohio State football. It'll start to look a lot cleaner and a lot smoother, in my opinion, as these weeks kind continue to progress, especially as they progress into Penn State and beyond. When, when you played, how like how did you approach your, your bye week? I mean, we talked last week about the idea that You'd certainly rather go into the buy on a win than a loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is it is it hard to gear down and gear back up? Is it hard just in general to like rev the engine again and say, okay, we were off last week, let's get going again? Yeah, so we had I had a unique experience. My three years playing, what bye week was week number two, which is the worst thing. It's the worst ever. Um, so you go in, you play one week, and then it's right back into camp mode. Like it's it's stink. It really did stink because bye week is, is like a big refresh um you know team you hear teams using it for you know guys who are banged up they won't practice or making it really light but ours was always so early in the year that we just went right back into camp mode and it was it was just kind of on however did talk to uh you know just some friends around the uh around the program and they had a great week of preparation and practice it was a little more relaxed the coach the, the kind of the top dogs were out recruiting um, you know, from a coaching perspective. So they were able to um, really have like player led practices, um, you know, new coach led practices, coordinator led practices. Um, and they were really excited with the outcome. The guys, the spirits were great uh, from the players and, uh, and and the guys who needed rest got their rest. 
but it was scaled back in terms of intensity, but really scaled up in terms of focus, execution, and finding new things to to get better at. Um, so from what you know, what you can hear is that it was a it was a really productive week, and that's what you need from a bye week. You don't need any nothing crazy. You just need to get better at a couple small things um, and continue to grow and, and keep moving it forward. I think everybody around Ohio State's fan base is hoping that Marvin Harrison's you know ankle is healing fine uh we haven't heard anything to the contrary i can't imagine a world where he's not out there this weekend um given the fact that he got back on the field at notre dame but obviously you want your best player at, at full strength for sure uh and i think that's a really good point about you know hey when when it's the bye week you're not actively prepping for a game you know some of your top coaches can kind of hit the recruiting trail again and there's there's got to be a ton of momentum when you win a game like that and then go into your bye week to then go back into the classroom or the house or whatever some of these kids you're talking to and say, hey, you know, jump on board because we got a good thing going here and and uh, everybody around the country watch that game. Yeah, talk about going into – we talk about going into bye week off of a win, but going into a recruiting trip off of that massive win on national Huge. TV with everything that happened before and after it, you know, that was uh, – that had to be just a layup going into uh, going into some recruits' houses this week. Yeah. I want to ask you about Sonny Styles and just your thoughts as – you know, we, we obviously had pretty big expectations for him kind of coming into the season because of everything we'd heard and and the limited things that we had seen from him in camp. Um, how has he measured up to your expectations through four weeks? Yeah, I mean, I think he's continuing to uh, just continuing to improve. You know, oftentimes, like I, we were really excited about him in the uh, in the preseason for sure, and there's a ton of excitement around him. But he's still a young guy. Like he's still a young guy who's got to learn how to play college football. He's got to learn how to continue to get better week after week um, and in new assignments. Um, I, I see nothing but excitement and encouragement when when he's on the when he's on the field because you know my favorite thing to go back on to this point was you know the gra a graphic that maybe you and I showed you know maybe each other we, did, we were texting about it but just where he's lined up um, in different places to start the season it's been like half of it has been in the back end half of it has been on either the left side as like a linebacker and the right side as a linebacker you know the guy can be used everywhere um, and, and that's what's really encouraging about him is that. You know, when you have guys like that who are so athletic, strong, big, fast, um, they can be used not only in different places, um, you know, in coverage, but also they can be used as run fits um, and, and an extra hat in the run game. So why I'm so encouraged by Sonny Styles is that as he gets much better, which he will, he'll continue to just get better. Um, you know, he'll find more and more of a role um, where that they can use him, use him to exactly his strength his strengths and then, uh, you know, continue to unlock him. But, you know, to this point, it's been nothing but nothing but good on my end. You know, obviously he's going to get better, but, you know, what you've seen so far, you can't help but be excited and encouraged about. Just got a, a, a comment question here about Josh Proctor. What do you think of Proctor this year and, and his uh, NFL potential? Yeah, I mean Proctor's been—he's been so awesome, right? You know, I, I think back to uh, to the Notre Dame game when he was like showed a couple clips of him just really sticking his nose in there and being really physical, and that wasn't something I was expecting. Um, you know, as I start as we started the year and just learning what the personality of this team's going to be, um, just really impressed by his ability to uh, not only play in the back end, play in the post, but also you know, again, stick your nose in there in the run game. And, like, that seems to be the common thread between him, Sonny Styles, Lathan Ransom. Like, they are able tacklers in the run game, but also can cover things up in the back end. And when you think about NFL potential, 
Like those are the two things you need. Like if you're a good cover guy but can't tackle, there's no room for you in the NFL. But if you're a good tackler and can't cover, there's also less room for you in the NFL. Um, and having both of those things and and the willingness to do both, um, I think gives you the leg up. Not sure where he's going to fall, like in terms of rounds or you know first round, second round, third round. But I do see like you see the intangibles there of a guy who you know is willing, um, and willing and able to make plays, and that will translate um, to the uh, to the next level. I, I particularly like the fact that he has been so aggressive because sometimes when guys, you know, suffer a, a devastating injury like he did a few years ago, they, they lose a little bit of that edge because you can't shake that that willingness to like really go full go again. Uh, and it's been really cool for me to see that Josh seems to have gotten past that mental hurdle. So I'm I'm really happy for him in that regard. Um we got one other question here. I guess we can wrap with this. I I, uh, I know a lot of folks in Ohio State's fan base without a Buckeye game this weekend watched Notre Dame in a primetime game on Saturday night, and, and obviously that game against Duke uh, didn't look like the comfortable win that you would hope Notre Dame would have. I think Duke's a pretty good football team, um, but I expected Notre Dame to, to play better. The question here is, did the Duke defense look better than the Buckeye defense against Notre Dame? I know you watched that game. What you think? Yeah, I was watching that game. Um, I don't know that they looked better. I think it was more an indication of what Notre Dame is going to be the rest of the year. Um, you know, what I saw is a team that just got, like, broke by Ohio State. Like, that was, like, just such a backbreaker. And we talked last week about it, like – for the first time ever, you had a team that could do it, that could beat Ohio State. You played fine. You played well enough to do it, made some critical errors, and just didn't get it done. And it was like, oh, all this work, and we were so close, and now we're still not there. And it almost like you see a, a downward trajectory for them where, you know, Sam Hartman didn't look great on Saturday night. The run game, although they got that late touchdown, was not going at all. And had they not gotten a fourth and 16 because of a broken down play where, you know, Hartman was able to scramble, they lose that football game. It was kind of really similar. It was like the flip side of, of what happened, you know, yeah. Ohio state to Notre Dame happened, Notre Dame to Duke. Um, but I think it was more of an indication of, I think Duke's really good. And I think that, you know, they're going to struggle with their quarterback getting injured on the very last play, which was heartbreaking. But um, I think it was more of an indication of Notre Dame and them just, not being ready to go and having like just an emotional letdown after that Ohio state game. Yeah. Well, I think it was good for them that they, you know, actually figured out a way to win the game because if you lose that game, it's hard to rev that engine for the rest of the season. You, you feel like you're done. You know, you can, you can still grind out a couple of tough wins now uh, along the way and, and they're still in the thick of it. So. And especially, we'll that especially in today's day and age, right. Where it's like, you know, the pro obviously getting to the NFL is critical, but if you lose a couple games, you know, you never know what the top guys are going to do. Are they just going to mail it in and, and, you know, protect their bodies for the NFL? They might, you know, so they were able to, they able to stay around. And for us, it's a good win too, because, you know, if Notre Dame goes and loses to Duke and the wheels just totally fall off on the season, right. In a month and a half from now, maybe that win doesn't look as good as it, uh, as it actually was. Yeah. I, to I totally agree. You need, you need your good wins to hold up as the yeah, to stay good. Yeah. Especially when, you know, you've only got four teams that make the playoff for one more year here. Um, that, that may change a little going forward, but for now it, it definitely matters. So, mm -hmm. Hey, look, the Buckeyes are balanced. Um, I like what they've got. You know, the, the fact that it's not just a Marvin and a Mecca led receiver room, they've got some depth there. Um, 
Uh, I think the defense has showcased some pretty impressive talent here in the beginning of the year. Kyle seems to really be settling in nicely. Obviously, just manufactured a, a, a legendary game-winning drive in, in South Bend. Um, the running back room is healthy and uh, performing at a high level. This team's starting to show that they're clicking on all cylinders. And right now, again, they're ranked fourth in the AP poll. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more from them, but I think that's why you you go on the journey throughout the course of the season. Uh, it's pretty obvious that they've got a lot of talent and the defense to me, I, I've said this now for a couple weeks, I think they're for real. Um, and I think this team could be a, a legitimate national championship contender more because of their defense than their offense, quite frankly, which is a little backwards from what we've seen in years past. Uh, but I feel that strongly about the defense and and I'm really looking forward to seeing them playing against another good quarterback here this weekend. Yeah. When you have a defense like this, you know, you're going to be in every single game and that allowed them to get through this first stretch of four um, with an offense that's figuring out its way. And now as the offense continues to grow, you're going to need your defense. You know, you're going to need your defense this week as we will get into some of Maryland, what they are. They're a good football team and you're going to need your defense to show up on Saturday. Um, and then, you know, as you progress, right, you're going to need your defense against Penn State. They're going to need to play great as well as the offense. Um, so it's exciting to see where this team's at. I think they have the pieces um, to, uh, to to make that run. Um, and they'll, you'll see it start to mesh a lot better here as these in these next coming weeks. And we'll dive in in the coming days about uh, all that there is to know about the Maryland Terrapins. Can't wait to see what Ryan Day and Jim Knowles have to say tomorrow when they visit with the media for the first time uh, after that big Notre Dame win and ensuing emotional press conference. Uh, we'll hear from, uh, from both coaches on Tuesday afternoon and players on Wednesday. It, uh, it should be a lot of fun. Can't wait to see what the Buckeyes do as they get back to it down in Columbus on Saturday. Uh, and look forward to the journey along the way here as, as we get ready for Maryland. Head over to BuckeyesNow.com for all the latest news and info on the team, and uh, we'll see you again tomorrow morning as we continue our coverage of the Ohio State football team as they make their way toward, uh, hopefully, a Big Ten championship this year.